What's the most effective and polite way to follow up with companies that you've applied for if you get no response? This is, I get this all the time from media creatives. I've sent out a million things, no one's getting back. I'm not even asking for a job, I'm just asking for them to look at my work or something. Dealing with no's, you know what I mean? Brian, go ahead and take it. We said no to someone about eight months ago for an important business role at this company. It wasn't, it wasn't, a, it was a strategy. And there was another candidate who we thought had a much more expansive view of, of the opportunity. And he had a lot more um, experience. We hired that person and we heard from the person that we turned down. And he wrote us a letter that explained why he wanted to work with us and why he was so disappointed and how he saw our company because he, he'd interviewed with a number of people. He did research and he built a metaphor for us, a business metaphor that was connected to a story. It was a two-page letter, maybe two and a half pages. It blew us away. We all read it and we said, I think we missed something here. Not only did this guy understand a metaphor, not only did he give it a, an understandable metaphor, look how brilliantly he writes, we missed something. We went back to him and they said, would you be interested in opening up this conversation again? He said, yes, and we hired him. Had he not taken the time, clearly that, that letter was a few days of work. You don't write like that. But he believed in, he really wanted to work here. And we got this letter, uh, he sent it to Lee, and I sent it to me, I'm like, holy cow. And uh, we got back on the phone with him, and he's been delivering like gangbusters. So the power of a letter, in, in that case, it was a strategy role. So the power of language, rather than the power of say, communication visuals, again, yeah, uh, made us reevaluate him. Uh, I said I kept on saying no to Diego Segura, like I'll call, I'll call you. Like he, he sent me a video, and he, I, I want to do an internship. I want to do that. And he kept on. He was persistent. He found out from Katja that I was going to be in New York on a Friday. He showed up, I mean, showed up at my door, and I, I could not not um, pay attention to him. Um, I sent you like seven, seven things, and then what, you randomly texted me one You've got to be very careful because at some point you just go, okay, this person's lost their mind. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, in your case, um, I liked you, out. and yeah. you're charming, and you're eager, and you're optimistic, Good looking, and you're kind, um, <laughs> and, and you're enthusiastic. And so all of those things in my mind were, 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 were great. It, it, you, there is no rule. I'm not, and I can't give you a rule okay. about what you should do. If you don't hear from back, if you've written somebody three times and they haven't gotten back to you, they will never get back to you. That's it. Uh, then you just have to, then you have to move on to the next thing. Yeah, but I would do it once. Once, like they might have missed it. Second, they might have missed it. The third time, if they don't get back to you, it means that they don't want to get back to you. Mm -hmm. So move on to people. How do I say this? Don't chase. Be chased. Don't try to twist the arms of someone who doesn't want you. It's silly. It's a waste of energy. Chris, I'd love to hear you on this, man. There's a lot of different ways to answer this question, and it depends on the nature of the relationship. If you're talking about wanting to interview someone for a podcast, there's an approach. And if you think you want a job with Brian Collins because this is going to change your life, there's a different approach. And we don't want to say there's one answer to all of these things. And I'm, I, I love watching cinema. And, and there's a line here, I hope I don't screw this up, from Desperate Measures with Andy Garcia and Michael Keaton. 
uh, Michael Keaton's a psychopath. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Andy Garcia's character is trying to save his boy by getting a kidney or something donated by Michael Keaton. And there's a scene, and they're looking at each other, and he goes, do you want to know where you end and where I begin? He's talking about his determination to see something through. Mm. If, if you, this is the love of your life, and he or she says no a couple times, you don't just walk away and say, well, I gave it my best shot, and that was that. You take a different approach. You, and, and the best approach is to really look at the eyes, uh, look at the world through the eyes of the person that you want to catch their attention, mm-hmm. like what matters to them and what, versus what matters to you. Personal story here, uh, I bought my mom uh, like a Mother's Day gift, and I bought her a pan. And she looked at me, and she's like, what are you trying to t- tell me? You need to cook more for the whole family? And I was like, well, I don't know, Mom, because I never really spent time to think about what my mom wants, and it's a whole different thing. Like, most people give gifts to themselves and not for the other person. And so if we look at that, what Brian Collins wanted to see with that example was, show me how strategic of a thinker you are. And the, I think the, the door to Brian's heart, from a strategic point of view, is a well-thought-out story with a metaphor that taps into maybe mythology or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how you win his heart. And it's going to be a different thing if you're applying for the design role you got to show Brian really great typography. You see, so there are different things and we have to be very nuanced. The problem that most people take is they take a very broad approach, like a shotgun approach. Yeah. I tried this with this company. I'm going to try the same thing. And basically, you're signaling to the other person, I don't really matter. You don't really want this gig, whether it's a podcast or it's a job. So for you, if you're going to send a message to someone and you want them to be a guest, Sit down and think about this. I have a friend, very successful man, lives in Taiwan. He makes a lot of money convincing very notable celebrities, uh, designers, top level 1% of the creative people in the world to agree to a deal. And he, he sits there and he works on this thing for three to six months. He creates a custom book. He prints five of them. And he has to figure out, how do I get this in the hands of the decision maker? And he's figured it out. You go through the assistant. And when they open that book, he has 10 seconds for them to say yes or no. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of thinking, a lot of design, a lot of research into getting them to say yes. And that's how much it matters to him. Of course, the deals are worth millions of dollars, but those are the stakes. Somewhere between doing the very minimum and that is your answer. I love it. This is, this is, it's so, a better answer than mine. They're, they're both good. It's, no, it's a better answer. Because if you're crazy about something... You're really, really, and you believe you deserve to be there, and they're just not seeing it. Then you keep on doing it. Yeah, you just keep on doing it. Like you don't know how good I am. I need to be there. That's what Diego did. Like you don't. He kept on showing up and showing up, and that, and now, that kind of. If that's what you believe, if your heart is set on that, then you just keep on doing it until they until you have a conversation. Jim Carrey said something that I just love. He says, "I'm insane." I have this insane belief that I can manifest anything into reality. And Diego won you over at some point, right, Brian? He won over me and he won over my staff. Yeah. Because I have to, because what happens is I get really excited about people who um, are, self, are sort of self-propelled. We, we admire people like that. Love it. And I have to make sure I'm, because I find it absolutely intoxicating. Same. 
this person's like, oh my God, so do me a favor. And I went to Nick on my team and I went to, to, to uh, Tom and I went to Yacosta. I met, I had to meet other designers. I said, please tell me what you think. And they said, we have to hire this person. Yeah. I said, okay. You all agree? Yes. Then you're going to hire him because you have to make him succeed. If he becomes, if I think if I push him and I, I think we should hire this guy, you'll feel obligated. Do you want to hire him? I need to hear from all of you. And they were, it was absolutely unanimous. And he was, he was extraordinary. I had this young man who really wanted to work for us, and he got the chair of design, the, the department chair of design over at Cal State Northridge to personally vouch for him. I'm still thinking, oh, I don't know about this guy. I think it was coincidental, but I'm at the Third Street Promenade shopping at Adidas, and he says, are you Chris? Oh, I'm, I'm that person who the chair recommended i'm like oh my god i think the kid is stalking me but he was so persistent i did the same thing brian i went back to the team i said i think this could be the worst decision or the best decision we've ever made uh because we're gonna invite a stalker into the, our home <laughs> and let's see what happens I'm like okay guys let's see what happens. he turned out to be a dynamite kind of superstar in his inevitability because he's so freaking determined he didn't have that talent on paper or on the screen at that moment in time. But I, I think both of us are really hardworking, determined, self-determined people mm -hmm. that when we see it in another person, it just makes our heart a little happy. And we, we got to just double check to make sure it's not some internal bias that we are just looking too much at one factor and saying, like, this person's going to work out. I think that's why we need to check with the team sometimes. Like, everybody, we got to get on board because I have a, a blind spot for this. Here's, here's the flip side. If you want to work at a company, there are many different doors. My staff was very excited about a, uh, um, a designer who they met who's Russian. And she's amazing. She's a painter. She's an artist. She's self-propelled. She's, 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 she's amazing. You've seen her work. We saw her work. It's absolutely incredible. And I, I said, you've, you've got, you have to meet Angela. I'm like, okay. I'd love to meet her. Have you, what have you decided? Like, we love her. We all want to hire her. She's amazing and she's funny and she's ambitious. Um, and we're, we're, and we're going to have to move her from, you know, uh, from Eastern Europe. And does she want to move here? Yeah, she wants to move here with her with her child and her and her son. And and, and she's ready to go. I'm like, this. Um, we moved her here right before, like shortly before COVID. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like. Great, and so I said I'd love to meet her just because I meet everybody, but you know, before it all goes out, and she meets me. And she said, "Brian, it's nice to see you." I'm like, "You've no, you've no idea how happy I am." I'm like, "Why?" I saw you speak in Moscow ten years ago, and ever since I saw you speak, I wanted to work here. I went, what? That's so crazy. Do you remember the speech you gave? Yeah, I know. I was I, the, the U.S. Embassy invited me to. to it was this at the time. There was an exchange program between American. Uh, commerce and and uh, and and, uh, and Russian commerce. They wanted to really build those build those bridges, and so I spent uh, a week and a half there. And she said, "I saw that speech, and it was, and you threw things at the audience, and <laughs> I and I've watched you ever since. And now, I I would very much like to work here. I'm like, oh, and no one she, and, and no one knew this. Right? She told me. I'm like, and and she not she'd already she knew she'd passed. I'm like, done. And so she, she had gone through the side doors and the back door and the attic and, and up to the basement and through a window. She didn't come knocking on the front door. She found a way into the conversation and her, the strength of her talent. 
And now she's, uh, she lives here in Brooklyn. She does amazing work, and she's here with her, her, her son and, uh, and her That's husband. Perfect. And she's an incredible member of the team. But she found a way yeah. that was not pummeling me with emails. I think that's something that people don't think about, too, is every person that you meet, especially the first person that you meet when, when go entering an office, you need to treat them like the person you're going to talk to. Because I remember that the reason why you and I have a relationship to this day was you were in meetings and I met Antonia. I was nervous and she saw that I was nervous and then she kind of just like, she probably got you something to eat. Yeah, she got me something to eat. We walked around. She got me like a gold towel. And I was going no, but but she showed me around the studio yeah. and and we bonded and it was from a very genuine place. Mm -hmm. And then later, uh, Katya and and Tom Wilder and Lee and all these different people. And the reason why you called me back the first time I met you and I had literally nothing to show for it. My portfolio was dog shit. <laughs> the, but the reason why you called me back and you told me this, the first thing you said was. Everyone in the office said about how nice you were to them. And you cannot go into these things going, I'm here for Brian. When's he going to be done? Perfect. I waited all day. And I, by the time that you and I talked, we were like, good. I was friends yeah. with everyone. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was good. Um, think big. Yeah. Don't act big. Right. Don't act big. Yeah. Don't, don't act big. It's the worst. I, I've seen act designers. I acted very small. <laughs> you're, you're a graphic designer. You, 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 we make colors? We, we, we get to work with other interesting people right. and uh, we get to make form and we, we have interesting clients and like, uh, like uh, get over yourself. Right. Just like, you know, don't act big. Yeah. Speak for yourself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> Chris is a nice guy, by the way. Everyone thinks Chris is intimidating. Everyone says that about you. Do they? He's a nice guy. Most of the time. Brian, just so we don't leave the audience hanging on an open thread or a loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had said you hired a strategist, and then you hired another strategist. Yeah. What happened to the first strategist? He's done really, 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 really well. So you hired, you kept both? Yeah, we kept both. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Because yeah, I was thinking somewhere in a ditch, somebody's crying like, I was the first strategist. We don't hire positions. We hire, we hire people. And they're like, they were good. I'm like, can we afford them now? No. But we can't afford not to eat. We can't, um, they'll make their own opportunities. So I, so I hired both of them. Paid off big time. They're, they're, they're amazing. But we hired both. We went back. It, we saw something that we, we, we missed. And we're like, we, we didn't have him write anything. And, 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 he, and he took all this time and this, this thing showed up. And, uh, and he's, he's been great. But so, so we hired both of them. I have to say, it must be good to be Brian Collins. Because you can hire one strategist and see a letter and hire a second strategist. It's good to be Collins. We just saying. hired that strategist ahead <laughs> of revenue, but we knew that they were so rare that someone else would, would, would grab them and we would have missed out on what I think is someone who's extraordinary.